So welcome to the You Are The Creatrix podcast with your host, Angie Litvinoff, and my amazing guest, Polly Tomlinson, as part of the Sacred Body season. So Polly of Talk To Polly is completely inspired by natural health. For over 20 years, she's been helping people with homeopathy, Reiki, and now gut microbiome resets and yoga. She is as passionate today as she was all those years ago when she was introduced to raw eating and homeopathy as a teenager and is on a mission to help as many people as she can with natural medicine. She's also a painter and in her spare time is either found in a studio with a paintbrush in her hand or looking after her granddaughter and her various pets. And she's vegan and loves to cook delicious plant-based meals for her family and to sit down together and have raucous conversations. It's a wonderfully busy, complicated, messy, lovable life. Polly offers her consultations via Zoom so she can treat worldwide, which is fantastic. And she also runs retreats and a whole ceremony, in fact, with amazing colleagues, including day retreats at Wild Root Kitchen. So welcome, Polly, to the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. Lovely to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. And um, tell us a bit about your life and journey. So that was quite an introduction, wasn't it? Oh, I loved it. <laughs> Very varied, as you can gather. So yes, my uh, my life is a very busy one. Um, obviously, it's a mixture of work and play. And I think one of the ongoing themes in my life has always been to try and find that balance between work and family or work and rest or, you know, just those two things have always been key. The two big key things for me, really. Um, family is so important to me. Um, yeah. And as you touched upon then, I got introduced to homeopathy as a teenager by my mum, who was... Um, I suppose she was a bit of a hippie, really. You'd say she's one of the original hippies. She had lots of chinky bells on her dresses and all that. You could hear her coming before you could see her. And um, she was a spiritual healer as well. And so I used to be dragged sort of from one ceremony to the next. And there was lots of hands-on healing going on and that kind of thing. And she was into alternative medicines. So even when she was really sick, um, she got cancer pretty young. She was having uh, mistletoe injections, which is something that I wouldn't have known, or probably most people don't even know what that is. You know, it's really quite unusual. Um, and so when I came across homeopathy again in later life, when I stumbled across it and was given these little white pillules, and I thought, oh gosh, I've seen these somewhere before. And then I remembered that I'd had them when I was a teenager. And I was already kind of going down this spiritual path, you know, of wanting to do Reiki, where it was sort of hands-on work with people, but also wanting to find out how I could use natural medicines as well. Because I've seen um, traditional medicine used for the good, and I've also seen it have detrimental effects on people as well. So it's kind of what can we do other than that? There must be other things that we can do that keep people well, or maybe support them while they're having some other medicines. You know, there's there's just so many things that we can do that we can bring together. And so I started on this journey. Um, my daughter at the time had really quite bad eczema. 
that was the thing that I was trying to find something to heal her really she was having mood swings and then her skin would flare up and then her eczema would come and then it would calm down and then there'd be another mood swing and she's about 18 months so it was kind of is this just the terrible twos sort of kicking in a bit early or is it something to do with her system why is the system making the skin do this um but as you probably know Angie I probably told you when I went to the GP all those years ago he said to me don't be ridiculous body and mind are not connected and I just walked out of there and thought no this this is not right there is something so much more to the body and how it works and the system and why it's doing this I need to find something else and that was how I ended up back in a homeopathic clinic and I think within about three months her skin was completely clear and has been ever since she's got the most amazing skin but just to see that change you know to move away from the old steroid creams and bandaging and slapping on ointments and things um and to look at the mind, what was going on in her little mind? What, why was she in that? What, why was she behaving that way? What was bothering her? And to see the results with the homeopathic medicine in the space of a few months just led me to think, God, this is magical stuff. I've got to, I've got to know more. I've just got to do more. And so I became a homeopath over four years of study. And at the same time, did quite another, a number of other things like magnet, um, ma magnified healing. I did Reiki healing. Um, I did emotional freedom technique. I did theta healing. You know, I, I went down lots of avenues and took the bits of these things which I thought I could work with and kind of brought them all together. And then when so now when I treat people, it's kind of a bespoke mix of what do they need? Do they need vibrational medicine which is homeopathy do, do they need some hands-on treatments do they need some nutritional support you know do they need to move their bodies more do they need more sunlight do they need more water you know it's let's bring this whole lifestyle sort of healthy package together and help people to really thrive rather than just thinking you know, let's get rid of some symptoms and then I'll be okay. That's not good enough. Yeah, we can get rid of symptoms, but we want to be really living this life. Um, and that's my that's my passion. Live the best life you possibly can for you. And then in your own in your own life, you know, you 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 talk about um also with the introduction as well, things that you um that you were introduced to that you have incorporated into into your life so for example you're vegan mm. you teach yoga you yeah. know and this these things are very much part of an integral part of who you are and also that your relationship to body and you know this this season is about sacred body so it's whatever whatever way you want to interpret that mm. how does that how does your how does your understanding how does your understanding of what is sacred and sacred body mean to you uh, in the context of, well, bearing in mind that you that that you do everything, you know, you do everything that you that that you uh, you know you 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 give to others. So not only do you teach yoga, you you have a regular yoga practice. Not only do you you know kind of work out of a wonderful uh, you know event space and 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 vegan cafe, but you are vegan, you know. So so yeah. what does it what does it all mean to you? And then you've mentioned mind and body as well, and the connection that you knew from your gut really did exist yeah. uh tell me a bit about tell, give me some thoughts on that 
Yes, so I think, um, I mean, it's a, it's a really a complex, complex question, but to me, the sacred body is really about the fact that it's not just a body, it's a person. So I, I could use that in terms of like my life drawing that I did, you know, and still do sometimes, but used to do so much life drawing when I was younger. And you can, or, or even biology, like when we learn biology, we learn all the parts of the body and how they work and the systems and things. But when you're looking at that or you're drawing a person, say you're doing a life study of someone and you're looking at the shapes, yes, and it's a body, but it's not just a body, is it? It's not just a, an object. And we, and we do tend to objectify, I guess, to some extent, but it's not just that, it's the person that's there as well. And that's the sacred part for me. And in yoga, for example, when I first started doing yoga, I would say I was like a crazy early 20-year-old, 20 20s with, um, you know, a young child. And I went to yoga for pure escapism. It was like two hours in a church hall somewhere and let me just do yoga. And it was all about me um, getting out of my body, actually, which was it was an escapism. It was kind of getting away from my body. And then I've realized over the years that it's not, it's not that now it's, it's evolved into me really learning how to embody my body and it's really coming back into it. And this whole thing about health is kind of like the, the knowledge that we are these stewards of these bodies and we're living within them. And we need to find the best way to take care of them. It's almost like we have a responsibility. We're, we're, we're in this, you know, like we're driving around in Ferraris. Our bodies are the Ferraris. We've got to put the right engine oil in, the right fuel, polish them, whatever that is. You know, we've got to do all the right things so that it functions to the absolute best of its abilities, whatever that is. And how does that impact on the way one feels? you know, from your perspective, how does that, you know, how does actually investing in ourselves impact on the, on the relationship have, we have with the world? How does that, you know, how, how, what, what is that for you? Um, I think it's about connection. You know, I think that um, if you, for me, it's like every other person that I meet, I realize that there, that's a sacred body as well, you know, and there is a soul having an experience in that body and that we are also connected. We're all in these machines or these bodies, you know, we're all planted in, but we're all basically the same in the fact that we're all connected and we're all on this earth in this, in this soul journey. So I suppose that's, that would be how I would, how I would view it. Mm. And, um, and uh, uh, can you tell us about your relationship to creativity? You have a very creative life. You also mentioned, you know, uh, from kind of more, uh, you know, day-to-day -day things like, you know, eating with your family and, you know, how that is a very soulful experience to being yeah. an artist. So uh, tell us, tell us what, uh, about your, your own creativity and your own creative journey it's I mean it's been it's been in my life forever um 
you know, my mum played the piano, she sang in a choir. So there was always music around. She couldn't draw anything. She used to say the only thing she could draw was a check, you know, back in the day when we had checks. <laughs> yeah. She couldn't, she couldn't draw a stick man. So I don't know where the the the, the artistic thing in, in that sense came from for me, because I've always been very artistic and and um you know, it's either been music or drawing or painting. That's always been there. And there's been times in my life when I've been too busy and it's been parked up. And that has to happen, I think, sometimes with things. There's not enough time, is there? But it always comes back. And um, so when I was 19, 18, 19, I was going to university to do fashion and textiles. That's where I was headed. But that was when my mum died. And so... I had to put that on hold and it was, I couldn't go to university because I wouldn't have had a family to come. There was no one to come back to. So I was too, I was unsupported and didn't feel that I could go. And so I stayed and I got an office job and, you know, got myself on my feet and that kind of thing. But then there was that frustration, you know, I, I needed to be creating, I needed to be making something. And when I discovered homeopathy, that felt like create creativity to me in a different way. It was like, there's all of these amazing remedies. And then there's this person with all these symptoms and personality traits and, you know, qualities and things. And we've got to match them all together and make this amazing remedy for them. And that to me was a total art form. And I think that was what pulled me in because it was so creative. It wasn't just this 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 symptom this drug this illness this drug it was so creative and you know we can put and also then the energy of you actually making that remedy for someone as well and your own intentions going into that remedy because I really think I believe that makes a difference I've literally just come off the phone from someone and, and she said you always send the remedies so quickly and I said because I like to make them while you're still connected to me you know while I'm still thinking about you and you're in my energy field and that's when I make your remedy and she's saying oh that's so interesting so it's like that was that's a real art there and then the painting is still in my life in terms of more as my hobby so I would say that's my you know lock myself away somewhere get the paintbrush out or all the paints the big canvas and start creating something that's totally from within and it's not a picture of something it's just about making marks and being connected to the material aspect of the paint itself so sometimes there's no paintbrush involved it's you know put the paint on move it around pour water on let's see what this does and how does that how does that feel while you are while you are creating what what is the feeling it's meditative I would say because it's so, I want to say consuming. It's it's just it just pulls you in, and it's lovely. It's like you don't think of anything else. You're just there. There's just you, the paint, maybe some music on in the background, you know, and your canvases, and then you just get really. I lose hours if I've got them. I could lose hours in there just making those marks. Absolutely love it. And with all your, you know, really deep, deep experience um, 
you know, and you're very understated. I, you know, as I, I know you well, and you're very understated because there's there's so much, there's so much behind the woman. It's like you know, we could be uh, here talking for days and days, and um, and so just drawing upon that, you know, because you're also a facilitator. You know, you hold circle. You know, you're, you know, there's there's a lot of things that you that 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 you are. So mm. if you know. If you um, if you have one thing maybe that you can share today for the women uh, listening mm. in terms of where can one begin to connect to your physical work, physical self, but also how to bring that into, you know, how to how does one where can one begin to connect with your with one's body where 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 does one how can one or where does one you know if like we have one thing like one one little way to start one one uh, you know point of reference what would it be for you mm. so if i'm talking to somebody on a zoom call and they're all over the place you know they're really scattered and they don't know they can't really connect with themselves. And I think they're telling me things, but they're not really super connected. I will stop them talking. And what I tend to do is to ask them to just put their heart here, their hand here and just connect with that higher heart and close their eyes and I get them to breathe. And if they're sort of, you know, they're telling me something and they don't know the answer and I'll just say, you know, what feels true? What feels true right there? Just tune into that and find that inner. The answers are all there. We just have to tune into them and we have to allow the space to go in and find the answers, I believe. So just, you know, taking a moment. And, and that is also kind of our lifestyle, isn't it? Everything's so fast and furious and there's no time to be ill. There's no time to think. There's no time to stop. So if we can just do that, you know, like nurture ourselves, this self-nurturing part of our bodies, just tap into that. I'd say every woman get their hand here and just connect with that part of the body and just see if you can, um, you know, feel that sacred body of your own and go in. It's part of self-compassion, isn't it? You know, we don't even really touch our own bodies or, soothe ourselves that self-soothing or any of that so even when I teach yoga I tend to start with a facial massage that we give ourselves and our necks and our bodies and down our arms and then we actually feel our own bodies you know there's a key of how to get into it you need to feel it in the first place beautiful yeah amazing and uh, yeah when you talk about you know not having time to be ill I also, you know, in midlife, become aware that we often don't make time to be well. <laughs> yes, yes. So just to have fun, you know, just to just to have fun without a reason, just for its own sake. Mm. So I think that both ends of the spectrum are quite amazing. That we don't, we don't, you know, we there's there's this kind of crazy, hectic, uh, you know, ungrounded thing that you know, and also social media does do that to people where we're you know constantly plugged in or being in front of a screen does that yeah. generally and the messages that we're bombarded with so what you're describing as well is that um the slowing down yeah. 
Mm. You, you know, uh, you know, beginning to beginning, you know, beginning to slow right down, which is, which is a fantastic uh, sharing. So uh, tell us, um, uh, you know, where we can find you, uh, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, where you work and, and, and where we can find you sort of physically and uh, virtually. Yeah, so physically, I'm in um, a village called Holsall, which is in West Lancashire, so um, northwest UK. And I do see people in person at Wild Root, which is a vegan um, cafe. I have a conservatory that I use as my treatment room out the back there. And um, it's my daughter's cafe. So again, that's a very wholesome vibe. The people who come, even the non you know, the meat eaters who come, they still absolutely love the place because of the vibe and the food being so good. So it's a, it's just a lovely environment to be in as well. And um, you've been there, Angie. You know what it's like. The birds are in the trees. It. It's just, it's <laughs> I love it. It's also That's an nice. events, but it's also an events venue as yeah. well, isn't it? So there's fantastic yeah. events that some of which Polly uh, facilitates as well. Yeah. Uh, you know. So yes, yes, I can vouch for all that. There's quite a lot going on there. Always, always events going on there. And then otherwise, people, most people, and the majority of people now, I do see on Zoom. So it can be, you know, people anywhere in the world. So it's that. That's the beauty of that, isn't it? My website is um, talktopolly.co.uk, which is quite easy to remember. And there is something on there where you can book a 15 minute chat with me, which is great because if you think you might want to know about homeopathy, but you don't really know if it's for you and you don't know if you can talk to me, you know, you need to see if you get along with your homeopath. I think that's a really important thing. Um, so you can book that little chat and then we can make a plan. Um, and I'm also on Instagram and Facebook. So Instagram is talk .holly, Um, and it's the same on Facebook. So yeah, you can find me on there. Great. Well, thank you so much for uh, for you know sharing off your life with us today, Paul. You're welcome. <laughs>